On today's episode of the Essential Coaching Skills Podcast, we're going to be talking about the agreement frame. The agreement frame is how you can have rapport conversationally and persuade at the same time. You are listening to the Essential Coaching Skills Podcast, a show devoted to uncovering the systems and the secrets that set the best apart, where you learn how to take your coaching clients to the next level while you grow the coaching practice of your dreams. So sit back and relax, or sit up and get excited. Either way, you might want to pay attention. This could be important. Welcome to another episode of the Essential Coaching Skills Podcast. Today we'll be talking about beliefs and changing them and persuasion, and how do you do that? How do you persuade someone of a point, a uh, belief that they have that you would like to persuade them otherwise. It's a challenge. It's a real challenge, isn't it? Particularly if it's a, a situation where you're arguing with somebody who's on a opposite side of a particular issue, let's say political or whatever, that's going to be a challenge. Now, as a coach, we run into this as well, perhaps less in difficult, less difficult situations, because of course, person we're trying to persuade, generally speaking, is paying us to to be in this position. We are their coach, right? So most of the people that we're talking to in this category of persuasion will be people who want to be persuaded, who are looking to you as an expert. And even though that's true, it is sometimes also true that they have beliefs that are kind of challenging. Now, you may be aware that I wrote a book called The User's Guide to Sleight of Mouth, and and I've been teaching classes in Sleight of Mouth for many years. Um, I didn't originate Sleight of Mouth, as you probably also are aware. Um, That was created by Robert Diltz, one of the co-developers of the field of NLP. Robert Diltz created um, Sleight of Mouth after marveling at Richard Bandler, the co-creator of NLP, Richard Bandler's ability to persuade people. Richard seemed to be one of those people, you know, that can just persuade anybody of anything. He always seems to have a way of winning the argument. Um, amazing, really. Quite Some people can do that. Richard's one of those people. And Robert, when he was watching Richard do that, decided to apply NLP skills of mm-hmm. modeling to Richard Bender, who created the NLP skills of modeling in the first place. So he was modeling the modeler. Sleight of mouth seems to therefore be the kind of thing where you should be able to therefore persuade anybody of anything. And yet, have you ever noticed that sometimes people don't want to be persuaded? They just don't want to. And and I sometimes think, and I could be wrong, but it seems sometimes that today people are more dug in on their positions than ever. You know, there are people who are believing something because they choose to believe it. It's always been true. It's always been true. Maybe it's just the internet, maybe it's just Twitter or whatever, but it just seems seems more than ever that people are more dug into their positions than ever and therefore harder and harder to persuade otherwise because they're not really interested in listening. They're not really interested in changing. In fact, they don't even want to talk about it. They just think you're an idiot and <laughs> we're done here. Lose my number. Um you know, that's sometimes true. So that's a challenge. It really is a big challenge. And sleight of mouth, unfortunately, does not deliver on what is sometimes promised is that you can win any argument. 
That being said, we can do better. We can do better. We can get into a place where we can persuade. One of my favorite people, I think I might have mentioned this gentleman before. Um, I'm going to pause the recording and look up his name. His name is Daryl Davis. You can find TED Talks about Daryl Davis. He has done something that I think is quite remarkable. He has persuaded Ku Klux Klan members to quit the Ku Klux Klan and bestow upon Daryl their robes. Some of them were even like the head wizards or whatever the, the standing is in that in that club. Um, Daryl is a black man, which is what makes this Ku Klux Klan thing pretty impressive. Very impressive. In fact, Daryl has a collection apparently of about 200 plus probably and counting Ku Klux Klan robes in his possession that the people have given to him when they've quit the Klan. Now, think about that for a moment. In this divided culture of ours, how the heck is he doing that? How is this black man going to these white white supremacy mob things and saying, hey, let's chat? Um, how does he manage to do that? And let me just say, I don't know. Uh, you can listen to his, his TED Talks and find out some answers. But what I, I will tell you that he does a lot is listen. He listens with open heart and open ears and listens and and therefore creates deep rapport with these people, which is pretty impressive, and thus is able to finally persuade them. It starts with the listening. It starts with the listening. One of the f- principles from Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People is seek first to understand before trying to persuade. I'm sure I'm not stating that as eloquently as Stephen Covey does in that book. Again, you can look that up. But the principle is is that you seek first to understand, you listen, you listen, and first understand. Now, once you do that, then you can sort of gently begin to um, suggest other ways of looking. One of the ways that I do that in the sleight of mouth that I teach is a is a process that is not technically part of sleight of mouth. I don't think I don't know, but I don't think that um, Robert Diltz has taught this particular thing that I'm about to talk about, but that is called the persuasion. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's not that. It is called the um, the agreement frame. The agreement frame. The agreement frame is where you listen to somebody. And when you're listening to them, you stop and think about what is it that they're saying that you can, in fact, agree with. And then you say, wow, yeah, I agree with this part of what you're saying or that part of what you're saying. You find your commonality, find where you do, in fact, agree. And you say, I agree. Now, it can be done just as saying the words, you know, I agree and da-da-da-da-da, and say your point. And um, it works okay that way. And if you are really listening, if you are really finding places where you can appreciate where they're coming from, then it becomes vastly more effective to say, wow, I really do agree with that. And then you use and and begin to present some other options of ways of looking at it as well. So I agree with you. And wouldn't it be nice if this were true? I agree with you. And what about this? This might be another way of looking as well. The agreement frame is what I call verbal Aikido. Or Akido, 
Aikido is a martial art, like Taekwondo or, or Karate. But the, one of the principles of Aikido or Aikido is that you accept the energy that's coming at you. So if somebody throws a punch at you, you sort of s- quickly step out of the way so the punch doesn't connect with you, but you allow the punch to keep on going. You sort of grab the wrist and grab the elbow and have that punch keep going past you. And then you redirect the energy to the floor. So the person, you know, doesn't hit you. They end up on the floor because their punch energy has carried them that way with your able assistance. So that's what Aikido does. It it accepts the energy and redirects it. When you say, I agree. And you're taking the energy and you're redirecting it. The and redirects it. So this agreement frame is where I think real persuasion has to begin. Even if you don't actually say the words, I agree, and that has to be that listening thing first. So bringing this back to coaching, when you're talking with one of your charges, one of your coach ease, and you're hearing them say what they're saying about what's stopping them or what beliefs they have, or they're not good enough or any of these things that are coming out in the conversation, you might want to look for areas that you can say, oh, wow, yeah, I, I, I see that. I agree with you. Wow, that's really, really insightful, really, really interesting. And I wonder if you ever thought about it like this. I agree. And now there are a couple other ways you can use this agreement frame. Um, I agree is a, one of them, but doesn't have to be the only way you can use any number of synonyms for agree. Like, Oh, I see. I understand. Yeah, I get it. Um, you can also use, I appreciate. I have really appreciate the, the, the patriotism that you're exhibiting in that statement. You know, I really appreciate the, the verve that you have went through these opinions. I really appreciate how deeply you hold these opinions. You know, you can appreciate any number of things about what they're saying, or you can say, I respect something about what they're saying. I, I respect your desire to keep America safe. I respect your desire to keep yourself safe. Whatever argument they're making about anything, there is something about that argument you can respect. You know, I, I respect your honesty. I respect your forthrightness. I respect your willingness to talk to me. I respect all this stuff. I respect this. I appreciate this. I, uh, I agree. So when you do this in a coaching situation, it's an incredibly powerful thing. You never, ever lose rapport with your client. You never, ever lose rapport with them because you're always in conversation, agreeing, appreciating, respecting. And you're gently guiding to other perspectives, others' ways of looking. So really where this comes from is the idea that I originally heard in a, in a book about indigenous cultures called uh, Seven Arrows, where the gentleman in the book talks about if you found yourself in a, in a circle of people, um, maybe out in the desert, and you put some object Uh, in the middle of the circle, like a drum. And everyone would be seeing that drum from a different perspective. The people on the north side would see from the different from people on the east side of the circle, um, different from the people on the south side or the west side. You know, for instance, if it's sunset and you're sitting on the uh, east side of the circle, you'd be watching the sun go down in the west. The drum in the center of the circle, however, would be in silhouette because the sun would be kind of in your eyes. You wouldn't be able to see the drum with very much clarity at all, mostly be shadow. 
if you're sitting on the west side, the sun now is behind you. And so that that drum in the center of the circle will be illuminated in this beautiful golden light. Very different perspective than from on the east side. So who's right? Obviously, the answer is they're both right. They have a different perspective because of where they're sitting. It's not right or wrong. It's right from where you are sitting. It's right from your perspective. I agree with you. If I was seeing things from that perspective, I would see it in exactly the same way. And if you look at it from this side of the circle, perhaps you'll be able to see, as I do, that there are other options available. So you pace and you lead. That is, by the way, a central tenet of both Ericksonian hypnosis and neuro-linguistic programming, or NLP. It's pace and then lead. You agree and then you lead. Okay, so this is the agreement frame. I agree and I respect and I appreciate and you might have noticed I didn't use the word but. Word but is not a bad word. It's just a word that has a certain function. It tends to negate what came before it. So if I were to say, I agree, but, you know, pretty much I don't agree. <laughs> you know, pretty much I'm, I'm negating. I don't really agree. Um, so if I say I agree and then say, yeah, we are, we are moving around the circle together as opposed to, you know, butting heads about I'm right, you're right, I'm right, you're right, I'm right, you're right, I'm right, you're wrong, you know, sort of thing, butting heads against these things. Um, that never really seems to work when you butt up against someone else. What really works is this agreement frame. I'm going to leave it with you today. I'd like you to just play with the agreement frame. Thank you. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for joining me. If you want any more information about today's show, please visit our website at www.essentialcoachingskills.com. Be sure to tune in again next week for our next episode and discover even more about the systems and the secrets that set the best apart.